Hello, welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. Super excited to be here today with one of my guests uh, and friends through the BLN community. But this is brought to you by Bomb Global and by the Connected Leaders Academy. Super excited to have Joanne here. She is a breath and life coach, mentor, and stress relief counselor. Um, Joanne is a practical, down-to-earth, non-traditional coach and mentor who teaches you how to pay attention to your breath. And with a few simple, easy-to-use exercises, shows you how to get rid of stress and anxiety. These exercises can aid you in coasting through your day instead of jumping at every little thing. Twitching when the bills come in or while interacting with certain co-workers or family members, etc. Joanne developed her breathe play routine while running a busy restaurant and after learning of an unsettling, unsettling medical diagnosis, her focus when working with you in addition to the breath play practice practices is to help you see things differently without diminishing the importance of the event in your life. This is a gentle yet very powerful technique technique which has been developed over the course of her life and honed while interacting with numerous of people over the years. If you want to get off your hamster wheel, check her out. Change is easy. Only resistance to change is hard. Be kind to yourself. You are the most important project you will ever have the privilege of working on is her mission. I absolutely love it. Without further ado, let's get Joanne Moore. Hello, love. How are you? Good. How are you? I am well. I'm so happy to have you on. I know we try to schedule, uh, but our you know, our, you know, life happens and our schedules collapse, but we were not giving up to get you on here on the bomb, um, building a leadership mindset podcast. So now you are officially a bomb family member and you are almost, you have just hit the mark for our top 100 episodes. We have a few more episodes to go to kind of lock in. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. So let's just go back to the beginning. Who is Joanne? Where are you from? And what was your life growing up before uh, getting into the restaurant business? Oh, um, well, who I am, I am a very practical person. I'm down to earth. I don't believe in all that hoopla hype and you got to follow the masses type thing. My one motto I came across several years ago was be careful when you follow the masses. Sometimes the M is silent. And I've pretty much lived by that for years. I've never heard that. uh, Prior to... I saw that I don't know how many years ago, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> like, yeah, because it's true. You know, we, we, it's mob mentality is, um, well, skewed. I'm just going to leave it there. That's, that's a whole other discussion for another day. <laughs> 
But uh, um, prior, to, I was running a restaurant for almost 20 years, but prior to that, I was a legal secretary. Um, and, but I always had a secondary job working in bars or something in the evening because I enjoyed the interaction with people and learning how people see things differently. And sometimes how people see things in a very narrow way. So their, their approach to things is, this is the way it has to be. This is all there is. There's nothing else. And when you ask them a certain question, their eyes open up and they look at you like you're an alien. And you're like, well, where did you come up with that idea? I'm like, just these ideas, these questions that I ask people, they come to me very intuitively. So nothing is planned when I go into a coaching session with someone. And, and we get really deep in how things are done. And um, I guess that's kind of a short synopsis anyway. Wow. So when did the intuitive nature actually start and how did you embrace that and really feel like you wanted to uh, move forward with it? Actually, it's been with me since I was a child. I just didn't realize that's what it was. And so as, you know, going through teenage years, it got a little rough. And so I just kind of pushed it away a little bit. And then um, when I started working in offices and dealing with other things, always felt like the odd man out because I would get these hits of ideas and I'd present them to people, but because it's not, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And because I wasn't doing that, then, you know, it wasn't acceptable. So it was, uh, there was a little bit of mind battle going on at the same time. Like I always had the idea of like, okay, am I doing something wrong or am I just not following the rules? I don't like following rules. I <laughs> You know, one of those things. But um, so I, I did suppress it for a little while. The last few years of letting it come again and had some amazing results with people um, speaking with a gentleman two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, our conversation, he had booked in for an hour session and we ended up talking 20 minutes. He had his epiphany, he goes, that's it. That's what I needed to hear. And off we went. And all I did was ask him a simple question after he was done talking. So it's, um, it's really cool when you let your intuition come to you and things just get easier and you don't, the thinking process gets less if that makes any sense at all. The the thing about following your intuition and not thinking so hard, and I was, I'm I'm a very logical thinker in some things, but there's a lot of when I let the intuition follow or flow, I'm not as tired. When I was thinking, I was exhausted. When I let the intuition I, flow, I'm not. I have energy. I want to do things. Right. Really so cool. you said that is cool. You said that you had some challenges with um, sharing your ideas and people kind of looking at us like we're aliens. Right. Um, how did you battle yeah. those? Like what were your um, instant uh, thoughts and how did you overcome not receiving uh, their I don't want to say ignorance, but to what you were saying, um, how did you battle those challenges? Well, it, it really depends on the job itself. In some cases, um, some people were more open to others. In some of it, it's, it's a question of rephrasing 
to get them to understand on their level. And that's something I've always had a knack for. Even when I was a child, I could talk to you if you were five or I could you were, you were 85. It, it was just, it, that's an actual natural gift. And um, I'm, I, I, again, it, not recognizing it at the time, I didn't pay any attention to it. But as you get older, um, you start to learn things and you go, oh, that's what that was. Clicky, this little light bulb going off in your head, right? <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. Some of the things I just let slide because, I mean, it wasn't my business. It wasn't my, um, I was there as an employee. So there's only so much you can do when the bosses say no, it's no. Some of them are open to discussion, some of them aren't. So you just kind of do what you can. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, you move on. And in some cases, I just moved on. You know, it's, you learn, you live, you move on and you grow yeah. from those experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. So you owned your restaurant for 20 years. What type of restaurant was it? <laughs> Where was it located? And um, what type of clients did um, you impact um, in, in this area? It was all fresh food. There was nothing frozen, slapped in the microwave and in the deep fryer. Everything was done naturally, as naturally as possible, given, you know, health regulations of given what they are. Um, but all over, I would say 90% of our food was fresh and our clientele was, again, everybody from the ages of 5 to 85, 95, actually, 95. I believe I had a 100-year-old customer, but I'm not 100% on the age. Um, and it, it was a small town and everybody got to know everybody and time because we were there for I'm going to say 12 maybe 14 years we had locations a couple times so we landed in this wonderful little small town in southern Ontario and uh, amazing community amazing people and learned a lot and a lot of my intuition kicked in because whether you realize you're doing it at the time when you get to know your customers that well, they come in, they start yada, 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 and you ask them a question and they're like, oh, Eureka! And off they go and they're happy they come back a week or two later and everything's working out. And, you know, that's that where you let your intuition flow and you let things happen. And it's it's amazing. It was a wonderful experience. I wouldn't, that's something I you, you can't tr trade you know, even with the ups and downs, yes, you have irritable customers. Yes, you have staff not showing up. And yes, you go through the wrong staff. But when you learn to just go with everything, which I did, I really, I thought I had my applications by the way things are, you know, people to be. But people come with their own sets of rules and, and boundaries. So you just kind of work with it. But I, it's not an experience I would exchange for anything in the world. It brought me such enlightenment and so I, much uh, joy. Yeah. I just love that. So I'm seeing a common theme here, a pattern, um, is that sometimes you just ask a simple question and people see things from a new lens now because they didn't know what they were really looking for, but a simple question can change someone's 
life, they can change the trajectory of how they think about certain situations. So what are, and I don't know if you want to mm -hmm. share, what are just one or two simple questions that you can help our audience kind of that may be going through a, a moment anxiety that they would, you know, really be able to kind of see it through a different lens. Actually, you know what, I'm going to use yesterday's call as an example. Um, I was talking to a young lady and she was having a few issues understanding her relationship with her uh, boyfriend and she was having trouble at work. But she also knew that a couple of her bosses at work were having their own personal issues. But they always seemed to come to her and complain and tell her she was doing everything wrong and start an argument. And then she would start arguing back. And I said, instead of arguing back, why don't you ask them? You're absolutely right. You know, to the right, how can we resolve this? And she's like, oh. I said, because you know that they're already going through their own thing and they're having issues. And so what they are looking for, because they feel helpless in their situation, what they are looking for is a confrontation to the frustration that they're feeling. So, and you're willing to confront them. So instead mm -hmm. of telling them, why don't you ask them a question and work with them and see what happens. And, you know, there was a couple of other things we went through, but halfway through the conversation like she had taken a couple of days off work because she just wasn't feeling well and um she said halfway through the conversation she said her arms stopped hurting so you get little side effects when you shift your perspective your body stops hurting your body will tell you a lot when you pay attention to it if you're having physical issues if and there are things in your life that you're not dealt with, your body's going to let you know by these little aches and pains and upset stomach, chronic headache, tension in your, your shoulders, you know, all these little things are your body giving you clues that something isn't quite right in how you're doing things, how you're talking to people, what you're allowing to you when you really want to say no and you don't. Now, here's a little fact people don't want to hear this but i say all the time no is a complete sentence no sure is it's a verb it's an adverb it's you know it's an adjective and you don't have to explanation you can but you don't have to if something doesn't feel right and you know it's not going to work for you and you're doing it just to be nice you're doing yourself a disservice. So you need to say or a comfortable saying no. Can you think about that? It's, give me a minute. Let me give it to you. And there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with saying that. And this is something that I think been ingrained over society over time. You have to help out. You have this. You have to do that. You have to do that. No, you don't. Wow. That's so good. And the fact that we think we have to do it instantly, like right there at the moment, drop things that we're doing uh, mm -hmm. to satisfy those things on our checklist or the things that come up last minute. And in all actuality, like we do have the power within ourselves to say, you know what, this is 
gonna, I know this is going to be overwhelming is that self-awareness, but even asking yourself these questions definitely changes the perspective of how you will um, attack that situation, right? How you will build that uh, traction of first um, not feeding into the negativity and where maybe you put that person at ease as the same time that you're putting yourself at ease so that nobody is dealing with mm -hmm. um, any tension. Um, I love that. This has been great so far. We are going to take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. We're going to come back uh, with Joanne and talk more about what she's doing and what she has coming up. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Hello, hello, everyone. We are back with Joanne, who is a breath and life coach. And we are tapping in to her intuition and what she does for her clients. Uh, so when did this all start when you finally decided to put this into a coaching program? And how important was it? What, what did you see in your network or in your space that you felt like this just needed to be a part of something? Well, it's been a little bit of a journey. Um, I started, I mean, running a restaurant, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, running a restaurant is a teeny bit stressful. Like, let's just face it. It's a 24-7 job. People are like, yeah, but you close. And yes, but if it goes off, I'm there. You know, there's, because if you have a fire, um, that's not something you want it to wait. You really need to go check out the alarm if the alarm's going off. So it, it, it's one of those things you, your mind never really gets a rest on that through the experience of dealing with people, I realized that I have a knack for coaching, even though I didn't realize at the time, it was um, one of my last staff, staff members before we closed, um, over the period of a year, we worked through quite a number of issues in her life. And she literally went from this withdrawn girl who wore nothing but black and didn't wanna to talk to anybody, didn't wanna do things to this little blossom and um, it, it was an absolute treat to see. And now she's, she's she changed her um, her path and where she wanted to go with life. And she expanded on that. She ditched a, a boyfriend that was not doing her any favors and was with, you know, actually sucking up all her energy. And she's now with a young man. And they're the two of them, they're just like, you know that picture fix scene that you see that's what they look like when i see them it, it just it makes my heart glow so i took all the steps and i went and i got my certificate and I went through all that and started the online journey i have met some amazing people and i ended up focusing on stress relief through breath and mindset 
because your breath will get you calm, but your mind is going to keep repeating the same until you learn how to deal with those. And we all have suffered in trauma in some form through our lives, whether we realize it's a big trauma, like everybody goes, oh, I didn't have a crack, so the house didn't burn down. And I said, no. But at the same time, when your teacher was reviewing your writing project and they said to you, oh, well, this is really good, but it's that that you remember. Mm. And it's that, but when you're 10 years old and you're writing a story, the teacher says, yeah, but you should have done this better. That's a little mini trauma that your brain stores and your body stores. And even though you don't recognize it when you're 10 years old, eventually at some point through life, it's going to pop up and something else is going to trigger that little memory and you're going to be where you think about it. Your body has its own memory. And this is something that people don't understand. Um, it's it's become knowledgeable, but it's, it's a sense we just assume our body is just our body, but there's a lot more information and little treasure than we ever heard, Matt. And so it, it, my goal is to educate people on, first of all, how to breathe, uh, because often when we are thinking about this thing that we have to do, or these people that we have to work with, or this event that we have to go to, we start getting uptight, our body clenches, then the neck is the first place. Generally, people feel the neck and the head, the shoulders. Some people get upset stomach. Some people walk around with their hands, you know, constantly clenched. These are little signs that your body is giving you. But if you take that moment, the minute you notice those things and stop and breathe and pay attention to your breath, make your breath out a little bit longer, you're going to calm your body down and have a better thought process. Because when you stop breathing, you reduce the oxygen flow. When you reduce the oxygen flow, your blood contract means your blood to your little noggin, which makes a difference in how you view everything. So it's a nice, neat little package, and it's a little flow that goes on. And it's not just about, not about the body work. It's not just about the mindset. And it's not just about the diet. Everything needs to work together. Wow, that is so good. That is so, so good. I've never thought of it in that way. Um, I, I have, you know, since... Uh, being with you on the BLN and you have done some breath work for us in uh, short masterminds or in the full group where we kind of recenter. And I just have to say that has been so beneficial uh, for me to be able to take that. Um, but there are still days where we forget to do that. We forget to do that. And there, I, I hear that there are different breath techniques mm -hmm. for different uh, anxieties, triggers, and things like that, correct? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So My tell us how you... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, it, I'm not sure if I'm breaking up or you're breaking up. I might, um, every once in a while you fade out, so I miss what you're saying. Oh, I'm sorry. And I see the same thing when you're talking, but that's fine. We're, we're going to keep it moving. This is live. The internet is not always happy with us, but we're going to still make it happen. So what I said was, uh, 
<laughs> uh, that's why I love uh, doing this. I, I pre-record them or I do them live, but I love them so organically that if, if something messes up, someone walks through our uh, space or anything like that, it, it's all about bringing the real us, right? The authentic us and knowing that we're all human and things happen. So it's always yes. okay. But what I asked about uh, your breath work was that there are different breath techniques for different triggers and anxiety, uh, different stressors, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you just yeah, name there a few? Are, um, well, a lot of people are aware of the box breath, which is uh, four in, hold for four, four out, and hold for four. What some people don't understand during that one is that the holds, if you are a high anxiety person, the holds can actually trigger an attack. So the recommendation is to hold on that or change the breath to three in, hold for three and out for six. When you're um, higher in the anxiety, out should be longer than the breath in. There's a, a whole chemical reaction that goes on on in the the body breath out releases not just the co2 that you're keeping in the body which you need by the way people are like co2 is bad no it's not actually your body needs co2 co2 is i'm going to sidestep a little bit co2 is a vessel for the oxygen to be transported throughout the body and again when you get more oxygen into your brain you think about that um, when you exhale longer it gives your body that and mind the whole opportunity to calm down and then when you're sleeping you can choose different breaths if you're not being able to get to sleep you can pick a couple of different breaths like my favorite for getting to sleep is a circle breath which is simply an equal amount equal amounts out without a pause you're basically breathing in and then you breathe out and you just keep going in this nice neat little circle and you will fall asleep gently and you know so it really depends on what you're going through and is in the way i think everything because what's going to work for you isn't going to work for tom right so you do play with that just a little bit i love that oh my god i've been just educated right now so i hope you guys are taking this down definitely uh joanne <laughs> you have definitely something special and i know that um this is something new to me and I'm sure for many people, and sometimes it's not new to people. People have probably been seeing this for quite some time, but they're still not really taking action and you know, really receiving the benefits of what breathwork can do for them. And you have life coaching uh, in the mix of that. So how do you merge them and blend them together? Mm -hmm. It often starts with um, people contacting me. Like, for instance, the call I had yesterday, the, the lady said, like, oh, my stars, you just described my life. Because I was talking to someone else, and they asked me to describe things. And so I said, well, the people I deal with most are the ones that are busy. It's generally women who have too much on their plate. They have the kids, the job, the marriage. They're trying to get a side job going. They want to do this. they got to, you know, arrange for soccer practice. They can't do this. They can't get a babysitter there's all this stuff piling 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 can't find a moment for themselves 
And I said, well, all you need to do in that moment when all those thoughts come is just stop and pause and breathe. And that's the trigger right there. Breath work is to get it started. The conversation that follows is where you start sorting things out. So yes, I, I 100% believe in breath work. It saved my life, saved my sanity because it was through meditation started with breathing that got me into it because I'd been doing the meditation. My anxiety wasn't really getting any less. I love meditation and I highly recommend it, but don't ever meditation when you're already stressed out. Big mm -hmm. no, no. Um, when you, so when you start having a conversation with someone who has been pretty much where you are, and you relate to them what's going on in your life, they're going to a, a good coach and he will give a different perspective on things and allow you to see things differently. There's no force involved in that. And it's a simple conversation. And if you find yourself getting into a coach who just tells you what to do, I suggest finding another coach. When you get in with the questions that oh wait I can I can deal with it and then they ask you the same different way it gives you that chance to sort things out in your own head you're not going to be always answered right away but you're going to think of it That's where life coaching comes in because it in life coaching covers not just what you're going through in this moment but it covers some of the things you dealt with in the past and how you're viewing it and still replaying it in your head but it also allows you to look forward to see, okay, but I'm working on this, but I can change the way I'm looking at it. Um, someone I was talking to, I think a couple of weeks ago, they were trying to get back into their business. They had let it go because of COVID. It was a physical business. So it was a you know personal contact thing. And like, I don't know what to do. I'm in the hole. I'm digging, I'm digging myself out of the cellar. I still saying that you're digging yourself out of a cellar. Why don't you tell yourself you're creating your new life? And they had this little moment. It's like, oh, I'm recreating myself. Oh, yes. And then this vigor came up and you could hear the change in their voice. So this is why I'm saying, and I was truly resistant to talking to another person for a while. I did not want my little hidden secrets getting out. But the thing is, when you talk to a life coach, a really good life coach, what you tell them is between you and them. It goes, it's completely privileged. This is private. It's one-on-one. -on -one, and you're never going to hear them saying, well, Susan said, or Jack said, that doesn't happen. You know, somebody's going to, like, I have mentioned a couple of um conversations that I've had who those people are. No. So I will never ever tell you who they are. But but it's about the conversation. You have to allow yourself to have that conversation. Yeah, I just feel that everything that starts with some type of coaching, they're always there for one reason or another, but you find out that the mindset is always, always the core um, 
issue or defect that they have. And it's not really a defect, but something that they need to work on in order to see something in a different way. I just love uh, how you put them together. And, you know, that's how things are birthed. It's just so intriguing to see that people are really uh, taking action and really getting to the core before you make things happen. As business owners, as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. we're always on the go. We're always trying to you know, get our greatest and our best ideas out there and help others. But we need to first start with ourselves, ourselves. Thank you so much for everything that you have brought to this yes. episode, uh, Joanne. But do you want, how can, first of all, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, let us know website, email, uh, social I, media handles. Um. Facebook is, is just under my name uh, and more, and uh, that's generally where I am most. Um, email is beth2lifecooking at gmail.com. It's just, it's an easy access for me, so I use that. I, I'm all about simplicity and ease. You know, having gone through way too many complications in my life, I'm all about simplicity and ease. And I am on Instagram. It's simply joanne.breathcoach or dot breath dot coach, I think is what it is. Um, and uh, still working on the website thing. And it's a, it's a work in progress. <laughs> I love it. But you can definitely get a hold of her on uh, Facebook for sure, which is probably the biggest and uh, thing out there anyway. So um, again, it has been an absolute pleasure just, you know, tapping into uh, what you are doing and, you know, being able to provide this platform for you to get it out because I, I'm definitely uh, intrigued for sure. I have been for quite some time. Uh, so maybe I'm going to need some of this after this event that I'm hosting on the 20th. So you will be in connection for sure. And do you want to leave any of our audience with some final words? Maybe go with yourself and you know, it, it's easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. So when you find yourself having that thought, I should have, or, oh, my God, what are they going to think? Or any of those little thoughts that keep popping up, give yourself a moment, pause, breathe. How I comfort my next thought? And then do that to yourself. And allow yourself that moment of grace. You know, this is something that we've, I'm, again, running a restaurant. Oh, my God, what are they going to think? Oh, my spurs. Oh, no. Oh, what if, what if, what if, what if. At some point, I got over it. It's a, what if, what, what if service in catering to all that? Finding time for yourself in that one minute it takes to stop and pay attention to your breath is like sending a love note to your body. It's like, mm -hmm. I hear you and I'm pausing and I'm breathing and really enjoying my glass of water. And then I'm gonna carry on as I need to do. That is- Take care of yourself. So be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself. That is perfect. I absolutely love that. And you're breaking up, so I do apologize if I did interrupt anything, but we did get get that um the, nope, the main 
stuff. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love that. Thank you so much again. Uh, connect with Joanne, especially if you have um, anything going on. She's just amazing to chat with anyway. Um, and you're going to find out a lot more about yourself and how to get through your days. Uh, so thank you for tuning in to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. And as I always say, make it count.